Welcome back to part three of Numbers chapter 19, the Red Heifer, why the ashes were so important, the meaning and the significance. We left off reading at verse 14 last time, and we're going to continue there. And this is what the scripture says concerning the whole matter. This is the law that when a man dieth in a tent, all that come into that tent and all that is in that tent shall be unclean for seven days. And every open vessel which hath no covering bound upon it shall be unclean. And whosoever touches one that is slain is slain with a sword in the open field or a body or a bone of that man or a grave shall be unclean for seven days. And for an unpleasant, unclean person, they shall take the ashes of the burnt heifer for purification for sin. And running water, or some translations actually would be living water, or water that is uh, a moving from a creek, from a river, from, from something, but not water that is in a pond, uh, but something that is actually flowing shall be put forth into the vessel. And a clean person shall take hyssop and dip it into the water and sprinkle it upon the tent and upon all the vessels and upon the person that there that that were there and upon him that has touched a bone or one that is slain or one that one dead or a grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle upon the unclean on the third day, and on the seventh day, on the seventh day shall he purify himself, and wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and shall be clean at evening. But a man that shall be unclean shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off from among the congregation, because... He has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of separation has not been sprinkled upon him. He is unclean. It shall be a perpetual statute unto you. He that sprinkleth the water of separation shall wash his clothes. And he that touches the water of separation shall be unclean until evening. And whatsoever the clean person touches shall be unclean. The unclean person touches shall be unclean, and the soul that touches it shall be unclean until evening. And it's interesting, if we're looking at this from a, a point of view of, of, of hygiene, if one is contaminated with bacteria or germs of some sort uh, on his hands or somewhere on his clothes or his body, whatever he goes and touches, then that will also be contaminated similarly we have the things that have happened with the coronavirus and you can see God's logic and wisdom behind these things how the water purification uh, for separation or the water separation or the water uh, uh, for cleansing how it actually worked and what it actually did physically we may know or may never know. And the things that it accomplishes spiritually, though, 
there we do get a little bit of comprehension uh, to some of the things that the scripture says, especially when we begin to uh, search a little bit more and start to dig in uh, what the scripture says. Like in the book of Hebrews, in chapter number 9, uh, I'm going to start with verse number 12, but there's actually other portions before this. Notice what the scripture says in chapter 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Then it says, For if the blood for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth that means it sets it apart makes it holy to the purifying of the flesh now notice what the apostle or the writer of the book of Hebrews is telling us that if doing this thing that they did with the sprinkling of the water that had the ashes of the effort upon an unclean person that had touched a dead body, a bone, a grave. It says it would sanctify. That means it would purge, it would cleanse to the purifying of the flesh. It may not have done a whole lot for your spirit, but it says it cleansed the flesh. Now in verse 14, it says, How much more if that blood and that process, that ceremony or that ceremonial cleansing was able to do that, how much more shall the blood of Christ, remember, Passover, death, burial, and resurrection, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Notice, without spot, just like that calf, it was offered 100% without spot, without blemish, without any type of defect whatsoever. Jesus was perfect in every way and fashion. He fulfilled God's requirement. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor. And in doing that, he fulfilled the law. We fulfill the law, God's righteousness, by also loving God and loving our neighbor and walking according to that. But it says that Jesus offered himself through the eternal spirit unto God without spot so that he could purge so that he could clean your conscience from dead works to serve the living God now the importance of this is going to be a little bit later on as we start reading and learning concerning the conscience without a clear conscience it's difficult and actually impossible to have true faith in God because there is a sense of guilt and condemnation 
and the sacrifices of the time of Moses till the time of Jesus, there was always a remembrance of those sins and those things that had been done. And you had to once a year go back and sacrifice again to cover those sins and atone for them. But the blood of Jesus who offered himself through the eternal spirit purges your conscience to the degree that later on we're going to see that the Apostle Paul talks about the mystery of faith and a pure conscience. Something about having your conscience right before God. And it'll purge it from dead works. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And in verse 15, and for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant or testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So we begin to see here some of the, the means that begin to come out concerning what was done for us when Jesus went to the cross, died, was buried, and resurrected in the same manner, the very same spirit, because each and every one of us has been acquainted with sin. Each and every one of us has been affected by sin, and the wages of sin is death. So we are defiled and we are contaminated by death at some point in our lives. Our bodies begin to corrupt and once they're buried, they begin to dissolve. And that is part of having sin entered into the world through Adam's disobedience. But that is not all. There is a second death for those that don't believe, for those that don't follow, the, those that don't receive Christ into their life. There is yet another death that awaits them. That is separation. Eternal separation from God along with eternal punishment. And this deals with death. It deals with the issue of those that have been contaminated by death, by having touched it. Death touched us because of sin. And at some point, it is written, it is established that each and every one of us must die. Each and every one of us must appear before God. Each and every one of us must give account of our lives. But those that die in Christ continue to live it's just the body that has died and we're waiting for the redemption of that body to be brought up and be made new a new body that is eternal that has been prepared for each and every one that is a believer and trust in Christ just as he was raised from the dead with a glorified body even we too we have been buried with him in baptism we have died with him being crucified reckon and know this in your lives, and we will also 
walk in the newness of life, not only here on this earth, because of the Spirit of God in you, but we will also have new glorified bodies according to how God has seen fit to give glory to each vessel. Think about that. On this earth, while you're living right now, celebrating or thinking about the crucifixion, death and burial, and resurrection of Jesus during this time of Easter, our bodies have already been prepared for us so that when Christ comes on that day, every grave shall open that has a believer on it and the spirit will be reunited with a brand new body and we will be forever caught up with the Lord and live with him and serve him both in heaven and on earth from that time forth. Expect good things from the Word of God. And this is just one example that we have concerning the red heifer, concerning the sacrifice, and concerning the process of how it was done. The offering was always a female sacrifice according to Numbers 19.2. Christ died and redeemed a bride on earth we are the body of Christ recognized and the relationship with him is he is the head we are the body but in heaven when we are all joined together the new Jerusalem we are called the bride the heifer also was without blemish as we read earlier and in the book of first Peter chapter 1 verse 19 it also talks about uh, uh, Jesus being without blemish, being without any type of defect in his life whatsoever. And because of that, he was able to qualify for this. But it says, by or but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And then, of course... Just as that heifer was sacrificed and burnt outside the camp, Christ also, according to Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 12, it says that Jesus, let us go unto Jesus, let us go unto him who also was crucified, or he was sacrificed for us outside the camp. The scripture reads in this, in this manner. Wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify. There's that word again. The people with his own blood suffered outside the gate. He suffered outside the gates of the city, outside the gates of the temple, so that it would fulfill the pattern of the red heifer and the ashes. There's more and much more to still cover. And in our following lessons and studies, in lesson number four and lesson number five and lesson number six, we're going to be looking at some of these precious things that I had mentioned earlier that we wanted to cover. But I wanted to give you an introduction to this today and just place it in your heart and in your mind that Jesus was thinking of you 
even before he was on that cross, God had plans for you way before you received him as Lord and Savior. In the patterns and in the shadows of the Old Testament, we find here on the red heifer and the ashes for the purification of sins, for the separation, the waters of separation. All of these things, God says, touch not the unclean thing, but be ye separate, saith the Lord. There are things that pertain to the believer. There's things that pertain to the nation of Israel. But there's things that only those that walk in the Spirit will be able to walk and understand in their lives. So be blessed this day. Rejoice at the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And thank God that He is who He is. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changed. God does not lie. God is faithful. He is merciful. He is righteous. And we can depend upon His faithfulness. Until we meet again and we separate our times together, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance and may he give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen.